0: Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey all, uh, as I talked about this last Friday, uh, we are doing a LGBTQIA plus slash out. I rest of the content month. I want to get as many interviews out as possible because I don't know what my future is going to hold, but of course we are an inclusive podcast and I do want to be, uh, You know, just be inclusive of the flag, which I now get to support as a non-binary person, as I mentioned on my last episode on Friday. Um, Just, you know, a heads up and a reminder that, of course, we are an inclusive podcast and one that believes in human rights equality and all lives mattering equally, but of course, you know, making sure that equal rights um, are earned and the flag is respected, as well as um, minorities and inclusion, everything like that. So if you like what you hear, um, please feel free to buy my merch. You can go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop. Thank you to Lara at space age Betty page or YayGraphicDesign.com. graphic design.com. She's the first episode. Um, if you like any of the branding, uh, of course, that's great. And I just wanna share as many queer stories as possible just to, to prove that just because I might look female doesn't mean that that's how I see myself. So um, just wanted to say thank you for all of your support and keep listening at please don't Get me out.com. This week's episode features musician Migs. Miggs is an artistic and creative person that lives in London and Migs is one of the first people who allowed me to be me and accepted me and my non-binary status. Thank you for letting me know that I have a seat at the flag and for reminding me that I do in fact have imposter syndrome. Huh, funny. Someone that would have imposter syndrome would have a podcast about it, Pop Calling Cuddle Black. Uh, I'm still in Newport, Rhode Island with my husband, and we'll be here for another few weeks, um, but because this is Pride Month and this is the first month that I get to really feel myself and, you know, enjoy it, I just wanted to say thank you to all of my queer and amazing uh, guests. I just want to share as many as I can. So let's start with this one. Migs is a really talented musician out of London, originally from Portugal, um, just a really amazing human so let's just hop into the episode and if you like what you hear please donate sponsor at please Don't Kick me out.com and buy my merch y'all thanks
1: hey how's it going hello thank you so much for having me this is so much fun oh, i'm so excited uh you know i always tell my
0: listeners like I, they know that I, I we have a little chat before we press record of course but this is please don't kick me out a podcast about imposter syndrome and the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is coming to me from London. It's Migs. Migs, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc.
1: Yeah. So my name is Miguel. I am Portuguese. I'm from Lisbon in Portugal. And I came to London in 2014 to finish my graphic and communication design degree at university. And After that, I just ended up working in a few creative agencies. Um, I started in corporate, which was really horrible. I hated it. (laughs) Um, And then I went into a more creative B2C B2C kind of industry. And I started making um, music events. So I did the British Music Awards, and that was really fun. And I did the Hyundai Mercury Prizes, which is kind of big in the UK. I don't know if it's very... um, known in America but it's kind of like it's run by the BBC and it's kind of big Um, and after that I was like obviously I always loved music and I was always creative I always wanted to do more with visuals and and then audio on the side but I never thought that audio would be a thing music Mm -hmm. would be a thing and then after going to those events I was just like okay I'm just gonna start producing music because it's something I kind of always had on the back of my mind and I was like I want to do it it's complicated yes it is was it complicated leaving lisbon and going all the way to london and trying to make it yes it was mm-hmm. so why not so yeah but i'm miguel and everyone in the uk calls me migs so you can, yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I love this um similar to you i've done you know all sorts of odd jobs creative and otherwise in marketing um that's my background uh is marketing nice. i was marketing, advertising, all of that. But, uh, my real thing and what I was passionate about was being a radio DJ throughout college. And I never really had the opportunity to kind of like explore that because at the time it just didn't really make money. And I was trying to think about like, Oh, like if I don't meet someone and, you know, do the, white picket fence with the 2.5 kids, like how am I gonna support myself? So I switched into something that was at the time felt a little more lucrative, but of course communications and talking to people and and, uh, and kind of music and all of that was always more of a passion of mine. And uh, when I started out in my career, I actually was writing about uh, EDM dance music oh, wow. house music that kind of stuff i had an internship that was right next door to beatport which is uh based in where they 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 they're, they're very big we all know beat well not everyone knows beatport i guess if you're not yeah. like into like the music like robot music like i was at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess if you weren't you wouldn't really know it but uh, yeah so Beeport was right next door to the advertising agency that I worked at and um, I had this guy his name was Sean and he was a mentor of mine over at Beeport, and he just said just start writing just start if you if you're passionate about music just start writing and eventually like a position will open up here for cataloging or describing music and you know I'll get you get you in there so I, I was writing for a magazine out of hollands uh and now the person that owns that one he is a pro- he's a producer or label something he's he works for labels artist management wow. i think, believe his name is mark swart he's a great guy i haven't talked to him in, in, in a while but i i follow him on instagram and he's always signing these like little dutch artists and you know living his life and then oh i wrote oh my god f- yeah i wrote for um I wrote for Golden Scissors, which was a Portuguese. uh, I don't know if they're still in existence, but there was one guy in Portugal and he and he he owned a a music blog. So I I did writing for various things and then eventually got hired in advertising.
1: (laughs) That is so cool.
0: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's funny because I forget that like I you know you do you just look back on your life and you kind of forget that you've done things that are kind of cool or had things happen <laughs> yeah. that are kind of cool. But I was, yeah, I I mean I used to go to like so like in, you know, and speaking about music, I used to go to so many shows all the time. I was part mm-hmm. of this little little secret group in Denver called the Hundred. And it's really quite brilliant if you think about it. There's this guy, his name's Option Four, uh, because that's where I'm from originally, is 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 Colorado and his name's Option Four, and he he would want to fill his, he would want to fill his slots with people. Like he would want to have a show and throw a show. And so if you invite hundred people into this club, call it the hundred, then you have a hundred people who get discounted guest lists and they'll bring a friend and they'll bring a friend and they'll bring a friend. yeah So yeah, he was yeah, yeah. kind of smart in that regard. So I was in that for like a year and a half or whatever. And then I got out of it. Um, something really awful happened to me. And then I was like, I'm done with music. So uh, I still love it. I just don't go to shows yeah. as often. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in my thirties now. I feel old, also the pandemic, but I, <laughs> oh, I do God. really, really love music. I've always loved it. Um, so it's really exciting to have someone. I don't think I've actually, you know, I don't... well, no, I think I have. My, my friend Jesse, I did interview him and he he also was in a band for quite some time, but I haven't really had a, um, a singer songwriter solo on my show quite some time so this is very exciting yeah
1: yeah thank you it's so but you know what this is so like even for me saying saying seeing a songwriter producer it it sounds so foreign to me Mm -hmm. because this is all so recent like I don't know I think this was one of the I hate saying that that like this pandemic was an absolute tragedy but for me personally it was so good yeah me too because it was it was just an opportunity to develop something completely different and mm-hmm. i started I, I started learning how to make music before before the pandemic hit but then i didn't have the time to actually produce anything yeah and then the pandemic hits and i and, and then i just start producing it so just feeling like like for me my life is and always has been designed so it's kind of like you talking about your past music background now like my design background is still mm-hmm. what I do currently, but it's not what I want to do forever. Yeah. Currently.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I like, I thought that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like a journalist for music and do this really cool stuff and all of that. And honestly, what it boiled down to like this pandemic. So like, uh, getting laid off, I was a marketing director of a fortune 500 branch Fortune 500 company. So I like work myself, I work my way up. I fit, you know, I was, at the top of my career, I guess. And yeah. uh, and then my boss came in and was like, see ya, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, so it, but, it was, but it was at the same point of the pandemic. So it was like kind of a blessing because I never had, when you work that hard, you work your way up, you never have the, like you said, you never have the time. I didn't have the time to go to therapy. I really needed to. I didn't have the time to, um, cause on the weekends you want to blow off steam if you're working a typical corporate job.
1: Yeah, but I didn't have
0: time to blog or write or do anything creative, um, and I 100%. and I just yeah. And then this, in the pandemic happened, and I got laid off, and I, I'd already produced a podcast for my boss at my old job, and so I knew how to use the platform I use, and I knew how to do all of that. Plus, you know, it's not really rocket science; it's not that hard um, yeah. to make a. It's not that hard to make a podcast, but it take. I will say that, like I. I, I now have my system down, but it did take a bit to kind of get the hang of recording and, 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 and getting through and getting your format down and stuff. So when I, but when I think about my previous music and how I was so like passionate about it, I, I I really think I was more passionate about the stories behind it, which is an, in, in essence, in and of itself interviewing. So it's kind of like, I think that was what I really enjoyed the most and, Um, and so now I can do this all the time, which is nice. So yeah, I agree that the pandemic giving us, allowing us time, you know, and I also can't, I can't be friends with people who are like, Oh, this is the worst. And it's taken everything from me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but like what positive thing have you done? What can you do?
1: Exactly. That you have all this time, obviously. Okay. You can't go out clubbing. Fine. Like make your own club at home. Like wear headphones, whatever, like find a way and and, and many people being negative about it and kind of struggling and I understand the struggle but at the same time maybe I'm coming from a bit of a like maybe that's because we're creatives and we kind of think we, we are trained and we are born to think outside the box mm-hmm. like if you have someone like's got their own routine and then everything's taken away and then it, they're, they're kind of like being really negative around it it's kind of like okay I don't need this and Let's be positive and find a way out. Yeah,
0: of course at first at first I was very hurt. I was very, I will say I was very, very hurt by it uh, mm-hmm. because I, it was a shock. It was, it was, it was fine. I finally stood up and asked for my value and I wasn't allowed to have my value. And it was like, I finally yeah. was vulnerable and told you it was non-negotiable. And then now I'm gone. Uh, but then now, but then like about, you know, halfway through last year, I want to say that's when I really felt like, eh, I didn't, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Like I like doing this. Maybe this is something. And then by like the time my husband had deployed, my husband's in the Navy, by the time he was deploying mm-hmm like this podcast was picking up big, big, big steam, big steam, like bigger steam. And wow, um, cause like, uh, at first I wasn't, I asked my friends, I was like, do you want to be podcast guests? They're like, uh, I guess. And then, and then it turned into, <laughs> um, I, I started to see things or I'd hear imposter syndrome or I would be watching TV. I would reach out to like that actor, or I'd reach out to that person on this reality show. And then that kind of like that kind of catalysted some stuff. And then I started using matchmaker.fm and that catalysted more and more. And it was just like, I kept kind of, I kept working at it, I kept tinkering at it. And then eventually, um, eventually, I had like one guest, uh, Charlie Hides, who I'd mentioned before we pressed record. Um, <laughs> and that's when it just w- exploded. And- That is amazing. Yeah. And I—I I mean, like, if you told me this a year ago, because yesterday was the one-year anniversary of me starting this podcast, my first interview oh, ever wow. went out. Yeah, it was my
1: congratulations. Team.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's—it's it's been a crazy year, and I thought I'd be a lot more upset by the memories I would see, but no. I mean, I'm—I look back and I go, gosh, like. Uh, I'm proud of it and I'm also at a point now too where I can be choosy with who I have on my podcast and I don't have to take everyone because I have enough content in the back copper and that's that's awesome
1: so it's like that is so you know I've
0: got it kind of down to a science
1: that's so good it's definitely that was definitely like a really good outcome from yeah you know from the this crisis
0: Oh absolutely and I, call it
1: anything.
0: I I follow you on Instagram so I've been able to see some of the stuff and you've sent me your music and I just I, I definitely love it I love the sound it's it's unique Thank it's you. not like anything I've heard before um, Thank you. and I saw that you had a, either one of your songs got picked up or um, you you were interviewed somewhere uh, recently.
1: Yeah so I got I was at first I was on a Swedish like little it was a, a little Swedish podcast they're quite big in Sweden um but like I literally pitched and I was like at first I was like what how the hell am I gonna pitch I, I don't know how to pitch myself like, I don't know how to. I, I can work with other people and and help them pitch their own like with clients and stuff I don't know how to pitch myself so I was just like like, I had help with with, from my Copywriter friend Alice And she was like you know do this do that Like maybe tweak this tweak that And then I had a little press release And then I just started firing Mm -hmm. Obviously I was like Trying to find relevant places for me to To try and and go to But this Swedish one was um, Was good In the sense that You know other like your podcast And and another a british radio station that was from this single station head um i think they saw like you saw the swedish one and you're like and that, and that kind of helped it kick off kick off yeah. so so yeah that most recent one was last week was on the on the day of my release because i'm doing because i'm on this ep it's four tracks and i'm releasing a track a week because i think that's that's fun it's a way of getting people engaged and it you don't reveal everything away you know it's kind of like it's a bit cheek it's like here's one next week's another one next week's another one and people are kind of like excited um so this radio show from last week like i literally sent them a message they're like yeah like really happy like come on our show they didn't listen to my to my thing so it could have been a massive disaster because they didn't listen to anything. They only listen when they played on the show, and then after that, they were like, "Okay, let's play all of them." I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, like, "Okay, like, all right, you like it? Like, wow, that yeah. was really unexpected."
0: Isn't that a crazy feeling? Um, I know that that's a feeling for me because I, I'm, I have like a very like extroverted personality. I tend to be remembered. Plus, my name, like, you have a more unique name going by Migs. Like, people are gonna remember you. I, my name is Bianca and everyone remembers my name because there's not many of us, <laughs> at least, yeah. I mean, in Europe, there's far more. I mean, it's a very popular name in, in, Italy, in Italy and stuff, but not mm-hmm. not in, and it's very popular in uh, Spanish cultures too, but it's not very popular in, for, for white bred people like myself. So, uh, so I, <laughs> even though my name means white, uh, I, I, I've not, I've, I've only met like one or two other white Biancas and everyone else has been beautiful other nationalities, other minorities, and never, never me. So people tend to remember my name and it's, it's fine, but I'm really, like, I remember faces, but I'm really bad with names. Um, so it's people remember me. I'm pretty memorable, but then also when people started to like, finding out people are circling my podcast or finding out that, uh people were listening to it and then like the, the caliber of people who've contacted me um yourself included it's just like it's really it's humbling but it's also like holy cow like i never thought that this would be like that and when charlie hides decided to be on my podcast i mean i was like honored and it's crazy so honored it? but 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 charlie's a friend of mine you know because i've been playing bingo so long that charlie's a friend of mine and yeah, yeah. so it was just something that charlie did out of the kindness of, of their heart and then and then I interviewed Gregory Arl, who is Gwen Stefani's makeup artist, who I met through the Bingo Bunch, who Imposter Syndrome, which is what this podcast is about, I would have, I didn't even think he'd want to be on it. And he was like, Oh my God, no, I want to be on it. And my friend Seth, same thing. Seth does productions production. Uh, he owns a production company in, in Los Angeles uh, that does just events. Like he used to work at Mac with Gregory and then now he does events
1: and yeah, it's, and it's just, I heard, I heard yeah. that episode actually.
0: Yeah. That's, that's Seth. Seth and I are like, we're kindred spirits for sure. He and I are like the same person. We have the same laugh, and we just celebrated. So at the time of recording this, we just celebrated one year of isolation bingo. I've not been playing it for a whole year, but uh, but but Seth and Gregory, I think, have nearly a year. But um, well wow. Seth loves to wear caftans. So the theme was friendship because every week there's a theme, and I chose to dress up like Seth, and then <laughs> and so and everyone else had also had the idea, just, and I was like, no, no, no. I get to dress up like Seth, you just, you're like, I'm Seth. You're just impersonating me impersonating Seth, like whatever. (laughs) But, but we have (laughs) a family. It's like a family. We're we're like, it's, it's crazy. I have friends like in the UK now that I've never had before. Um, I've got, you know, I have two friends in Florida. One's Susie. She's from the UK and the other one's Hyla who are like who are like my moms and they're always like, if you need anything, you call us. It's it's crazy how really community cute. has like really formed from the things that we've been doing for the last year. And I yeah. mean, I, I love it. I love, virt- I love virtual getting together. I don't feel comfortable in public as we were kind of talking about before we pressed record. I'm, I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time with it, but I, I try. Um, but I just, I throw my mask on and I, I, I'm keeping my distance and I'm sanitizing like crazy. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy what this year has given us. It's given us so many gifts. And so I'm glad that you're looking at it positively. I'm excited for my listeners to get to know you and become fans of your music. Uh, Ed, Thank you so much. Releasing something cool.
1: Thank you so much. That's literally something like that. I didn't dream in a million years that I would ever hear because because it's one of those things that like you have these little passions and like and and I, I because I come from a fairly conservative background mm-hmm. can you imagine me telling my lawyer dad saying dad I want to be a graphic designer he would look at me being like yeah. <laughs> okay you, you don't want to be a lawyer and I was like no I don't want to be a lawyer so now I'm at, like looking back and thinking what if I had said like being a musician he would laugh at me in my face oh yeah yeah and he's being so supportive now like he's being really 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 supportive um which is amazing but I never thought that I would actually have someone like you or other people who have approached me and say like I really love your music like I'm so glad that you've done this tell tell me like I've I've always dreamed to sing like there was this girl on Instagram that she was like I really want to like I, I live in London and I'm also Portuguese and I really want to be able to, you know, sing and get myself out there. And what do I do? And I was like, you just do it.
0: That's the thing. You just do it. Like you have to do out know. of your own way.
1: Yeah. You, you just do it. Like there's this DJ Peggy Goo. Do you know her? Mm-mm, mm-mm. She's Korean. She is beautiful. Her music is so good. It's really worth having a look. And she was saying the other day in a boiler room um, lecture, she was saying, if you... Are hungry for this you just you have to like fire like you need to send emails be annoying put yourself out there no one's going to do it for you and this is something that I had that I was like how do I even getting getting work in graphic design I was like how do I do this I don't know how to do this but then just like because I was like what are they going to think of me my application like am I doing this right am I writing this right And in the end, like who cares if they don't, if they don't get back to you, like who cares? You're just another one. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So whatever sticks and, and then the result, like, you know, with your podcast and, music and other people who are who found an opportunity through this pandemic being like actually getting results. It's it's so rewarding. It's so positive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh the best advice I've been given, and this was advice someone my friend gave me on TikTok. So I I've my listeners know that I've gone back and forth about whether I like it or not. And then my husband deployed and now I'm on TikTok and I do TikToks, (laughs) I do reels, I I do content. Um, because I, you know, I can relate to that. I can empathize with that. Because I um I've had to do a lot of work on my mental health, my self-esteem. This podcast Mm -hmm. has been kind of an armchair therapist for me, but I do have a therapist. Um, Mm -hmm. shout out to Justina. She's great. Uh, but, uh, you getting out of your own way, it's very hard to do. And, uh, something that my friend told me was, Hey, like, just keep creating content. Like just the, the best, the best advice anyone can ever give you is just, just keep creating it. Like they're like, what some troll is going to say something. Okay. Like, yeah. You can just ignore it. Like kids are mean. Like, what else is new? Um,
1: <laughs> yes. And
0: you know, like there's no, like just keep creating. And, and all I all you have to do is just press the button and you know, either they like it or they don't. And then you just keep going because there's no sense in getting hung up on the fact that you don't get results immediately. Um, When I launched this podcast, I had like nine listens on the first episode. And then all of a sudden it just kind of, it it grows and it grows and it
1: grows. Which is loads for a first episode. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah yeah and so it's you just have to get out of your own way that's the best advice the other thing i noticed too is that this the more authentic i was to myself so when i started to put myself out there and show like my goofball personality that my friends already know they're like they they know i will take a joke too far they know i think things are funny they know that i'm like i'm, I'm either gonna like champion them i'm the most loyal friend or i will cancel culture something like i'm on one or the other i'm very very, uh, very interesting in that way. And I'm, and I'm, and I, I like to think I'm funny. They like to think I'm funny. Like, like last night I dressed up as Guy Fieri, who's a chef, and I FaceTimed <laughs> my friend, and she was in the middle of a college lecture. She's like Bianca. <laughs> I was like, ah, but you thought it was funny though. Not like, the right, not no, was right so but... funny. But you know, I just do things because I think they're funny, and like, I'm not afraid to just put myself out there like that anymore because there's no sense and not and then longing for oh I would love to but I can't like well why can't you you can just press you you can just do it that's the thing the point is you can just do it literally and it's it's not only people who have a hustle drive tend to kind of understand that but also it does take a certain personality type like you have to be able to kind of bounce back because
1: I really think so you know I really think so
0: When you are like, I I have a very loud, vivacious personality and people either love that or they hate it. There's no in between. And so I've found that when I've been authentically myself doing my own thing, just doing things that make me happy, like that's what attracts the good things. Like that's, that's what kind of like brings the people that you want to your yard. And, And the fact that like people can see that from a tiny peanut screen during bingo once a week. Is mind blowing, but also it makes sense because I'm happy, I'm having fun, and I'm putting myself out there in a, in a way that, you know, lends itself to making the friends that also put themselves out there, and so so on and so forth. So, um, <clears throat> we could stick stick here, but let's just hop into the interview. Um, we'll start yeah. with the first question. Um, do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Um, having it all figured out. No, literally no, I'm just improvising. Like since I've started trying to do something, even like when I graduated, when I sent my first portfolio, I was literally improvising. And yeah, like what does it mean to have it all figured out? I think I think the fun of what I've been doing, like I am deep, like generally enjoying finding results by myself mm-hmm. and not having it all figured out if that makes any sense yeah. like i'm enjoying sending a press release and not having a response or having a response saying sorry no mm-hmm. and i mean like i enjoy that because it's because then i learned something about pitching to this playlist who probably doesn't doesn't play the same music as me or 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 this blog that you know it's too high up for me to even try or I don't know and I think how I don't know maybe I'm going a bit off topic but having it all figured out like what 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 do you think like Uh, when they say having everything figured out what do you think
0: well I mean the saying on this podcast I need to get stickers made. I say the same stuff over and over and over again. But saying on this podcast is, it's if someone said, yes, I do, and I'm content with it, that's, you're in the wrong Zoom. <laughs> you're in the wrong Zoom, buddy. Got to get out of here. But yeah. because, because we don't, we never, that's the thing with life. And the reason why I asked this question is because it actually integrates into imposter syndrome because you look around the room and you go, well, they have got it all figured out. And exactly. the truth is no
1: one does. I, yeah, I, I, you know, the more I'm, the more I grow up, The more I understand that no one really has it all figured out. And if they think they do, then mm,
0: yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a facade. 99% of the time it's a facade. It's keeping up with the Joneses. You're looking at their grass that's greener, but really they probably behind closed doors feel just the same. And, um, I think the key to life is to always be growing, learning and changing. And I'm similar to yeah. you. I, I like to, you know, I like to ask for help, but I only like to ask for help once. So my mentor, Chelsea Pites, she's, uh, she was my mentor at my last job and she and I have kept in touch. And she's so lovely. She had a podcast. And so I asked her, Hey, what do I need to do to start a podcast? She sent me a list. I I skimmed the first three. I'm going to be honest, Chelsea. I skimmed the first three bullet points. I said, okay, thank you. And I just made my, and I did, I did it the way I was going to do it anyway. So I Literally. like to be told, but I, then I like to just do it for myself.
1: Yeah. There was, I, I have two solid examples of when that happened to me. One, I was 19 and I was creating my portfolio to then be able to transfer to university in London from Lisbon. And I wasn't doing graphic design. I was doing product design. So I went from product design to graphic design and the uni here in in London, they were like, okay, we need a graphic design portfolio. I was like, I don't have a graphic design portfolio. So I spoke to my graphic design friend who was doing graphic design in uni. And she was like, you don't even know how to do design with black and white. Why are you trying with colors? And I was like, okay, thank you. You're great. And I went home, was at home for four days. And then I was accepted in the four universities I applied to and I was just improvising. Mm-hmm. And another one was my friend, I don't know if friend's the right word, but um, someone I know in London works in in, in like a, an agency, like a management agencies for, for like, talent people like singers and actors and Mm -hmm. all that stuff and I showed him the track that is concluding my EP and he was like yeah this is cool but I think you know you need to Find your identity a bit more, and to be honest, I don't think you're ready for the industry. And I'm like, I don't want to be ready for the industry, and I don't want to figure out my identity now. I'm just experimenting and having fun, and like mm-hmm. being inspired mm-hmm. by other creatives. And like, would I don't want to have this figured out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to, you know, go through trial and error, and I want yeah. to meet other people and develop my, my, my capacities as a creative and find out what I like the most. And I think. So many artists reinvent themselves over time. It's like, you don't need to stick to one thing. Like right now I'm enjoying doing this and experimental music and being, I don't know if you you heard it, you liked it. it, Maybe it's working. I don't know. I'm enjoying it and having fun. And I think people are having fun with it.
0: Um, uh, you know, it's so, it's so funny how those comments, like you can either take them and wear them like a cloak of shame, or you can take them and go, eh, you know what? I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Like, you don't need, yeah. what do you know? What do you, and it's not to, it's not a diss on your friends because I think what
1: they thought they were doing was helpful, but it's like, um, and genuine probably but probably but that personality but it, that it's yeah. not the kind of thing like I got uh, it for me it was provocative and I was like okay whatever I'm gonna prove you wrong like I've done this before I I'm can do it yeah again. I'm the same way and so
0: like I, I can think of an example for to, just to, to kind of relate is I had yeah. a recruiter like just tear apart my resume and was like you need to change this that and the other and I ended up getting a job without her fucking help so I was like, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. like, so you
0: were wrong. Cause like I'm, I use the same resume that you said sucked and I still got a job. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so like things like that, where I know that like authentically, I need to do it the way I need to do it. And, and, you know, thank you for your feedback, but like, I'm still going to do it the way that I am going to yeah, do it. Cause
1: it's also being truthful to yourself, isn't right. it? Right. And going right. with your guts.
0: Right. The more that we, the more that we listen to other people and we try to, you know, workshop, chop our way into what's going to please others, you're gonna get into a bad situation. I mean, I tell my listeners this all the time, like authenticity and being yourself, like it's gonna feel scary and vulnerable and weird. And like, maybe you you can't jump from the company that you're at. Maybe you can't be yourself at that company, but then like, why are you working there? Why are you there? Um, If you cannot be yourself or, you know, or you feel like you have to put on a mask or a facade to just like keep up appearances, like that's slowly killing your creative fire, your power, your self-esteem, all of that. Um, And that's kind of something that I've uncovered in the last year in all these interviews is that like, if you don't do things that are true to yourself, then you're only hurting yourself and it takes wisdom and courage and creativity and tenacity to like overcome those negative um tracks but um you know I think it's pretty special that you've already had some feedback that was like "eh," and you were like I'm just gonna do it my way like that's that's the key
1: (laughs) I think it takes I think it's a good thing that you linked it to self to self-esteem because you have to I think it takes work to be able to make those choices Mm -hmm. like I'm not trying I'm not saying that like, I had to work a lot to be able to be confident enough to, to say, like, yeah, whatever, I'll do my own thing. I think it takes some sort of gut to, to take risks. And it goes back to having, a, I think, a certain type of personality that mm-hmm. isn't too attached to being, like, perfect and, and, and to having a path to, to follow, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. No, it
0: makes sense. It makes sense, but it's refreshing <laughs> to hear someone younger than me that like is like I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it. And you know, tough, tough, tough eggs, man. Like I, I'm. This is what I'm gonna try. And if it doesn't work out, that's yeah. fine. You, you warned me, and I chose not to listen. And but I also know what I know to be right. I, you know, I when I started this podcast, I was given advice and I took that advice very seriously and I was grateful for it. Like there's certain things people can say that are very constructive that I don't take personally. But when it's just someone being like, you know, you should have an audio sound engineer and you should, you shouldn't be, uh, you should have like a, you know, you should have this, that, and the other around you. So that like, and I'm like, you know what? Like it's a, I don't want to sound so polished. I'm not Joe Rogan. Fuck Joe Rogan first and foremost. <laughs> uh, he is just he is just uh ugh. but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be these these podcasters. I'm gonna be me, me as a podcaster and a content creator. And to go back to something that you said where you said like it's weird to say like singer, songwriter, producer because those are weird. It's like a weird thing you're you're kind of evolving and changing with. It, it 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 took me a while to feel comfortable saying podcaster.
1: Yeah. but I think that's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. because at the same time it, d- does it mean that you you don't take yourself too seriously yeah I don't I know because yeah. I'm not taking this t- when people are like so what do you do I'm like I'm a musician kind of I don't know I yeah <laughs> like I'm in music does I make does I make me a musician I don't know it's, it's I think that that's fun like you're not too serious do you know what I mean like it, it almost felt a bit cringe to say like I guess you're saying player. yeah
0: yeah. 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 Let's talk about imposter syndrome. So I'm just going to ask the question verbatim because I love, I love that everyone defines it differently and can bring in their beautiful kind of backstories on how they felt it and how they've overcome it, or even how they're still struggling with it. So do you yeah. feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome
1: mean to you? Okay. So from what I understand, imposter syndrome is the feeling of not being as good as people perceive you to be. Mm -hmm. but do I fit if I feel like I fit in not at all and if I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time because fitting in like my experience in in London I mean even back when I was in Lisbon my experience there was weird because being gay and thinking a little bit differently from my background from you know my the school I went to I was in a private Catholic school for nine years it was great I still have amazing friends from there but like the experience was awful like I hated it I had amazing memories to take with me but I hated it and I think that's when I started to feel like I was different like I, I didn't think the same way people did um I didn't I didn't want to be the same things that people wanted to be I didn't feel like I was in the same place that, that they were um, and from there I always thought like that there's going to be more there's going to be something that I identify with that makes more sense to me and and you know the, the path all the way until I came to London I feel closer to that but I still don't feel like I fit in because Before it had to do with my actual identity and here it has to do with being foreign because Mm -hmm. it is an experience to be foreign in in London like I know that people really like other people really really struggled way more than I did but it's it's it takes work to adapt into the language I didn't speak English like this when I came to London um yeah and I think you really need to work towards that so no I don't I don't feel like I fit in still
0: yeah no I can I I totally can understand and I it's almost like you know I in in hearing you speak uh I didn't even pick like I I knew that you were from Portugal but I didn't I didn't pick up on that like I can hear it a little bit but I don't you know like and it's almost like you have to put you have you have to force yourself like to fit in so that it's not like as obvious because um but but also from what i know london to be is a a melting pot of people just like new york city just like um, the united states so it's but 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 then feeling like you're gonna have to pass as more british or english or uk to get what you want and get what you need to do um it it, it makes sense like societally
1: definitely like there was this restaurant i used i I worked at when i was a student in um south kensington which is A fairly fancy area. Posh, oh yes, very posh. Very posh, and I worked. I worked there when I was a student, serving tables. And it wasn't just me. It was. It was like this Italian friend of mine, Claudia, and it was my boyfriend, Will. He's English, actually. But it was also my friend Monica, who's also Portuguese. There were a ton of Portuguese people working in that restaurant. Italian, I don't know, like all over the Spanish, all over the place, and one English waiter. And I remember the custom there was a customer that, that turned to me and they were like, Oh, but you're not English, are you? And I was like, Why? Like, why are you asking me this? And I'm not, because it doesn't even matter. And I'm working here because I'm a student and I'm just here to pay my rent, actually. And I'm actually taking a degree. And and what what if this was my living career? Yeah. Okay.
0: Why are you making a
1: comment about how I'm foreign? And then I remember that um the waiter who's English he was like that they actually they commented they were talking to him and they went so you're English and you're a waiter and he was like oh yeah but I'm the supervisor and they went okay then that's you know oh sense. my gosh literally this I, I this is something that would take with me forever and this has to do with this was a, a an episode where there's a hierarchy between being English and being foreign a foreigner Mm-hmm. and and funny that you mentioned my accent that I think it happened organically I don't think I I don't think I've forced it or anything I was just very surrounded by English people and and I think it just tend to be like this but yeah there's I, I do know that there's some people I like okay I really need to mask my mm-hmm. you know I need to look like I'm a lo- local because I'll be taken more seriously and that's awful
0: I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, definitely something that we even see here in the United States or yeah. you know um, there's just there's, it, it just it just goes systemically back into classism and racism and so many things that like uh, piss me off that I try to I try to always try to always kind of dismantle when I hear people say stuff like that or, or do stuff like that because my mom my mom my parents are very conservative so I come from mm-hmm. a conservative background as well so you were saying like oh like your parents your dad's a lawyer uh, when I told my mom that I wasn't going to go back to work I was just going to podcast she was like well you're using your degree i was like uh yeah i am every week
1: (laughs) yeah because
0: uh half my degree well i I have double major and i wanted to be graphic artist and it didn't work out because my imposter syndrome got in the way and i didn't think i was talented so i switched into communications and uh, journalism because i was always been a pretty strong writer um yeah. And uh yeah, I mean like I use it all the time. I copyright, I ad. Adver- I, I you know, I'm I'm sole proprietor of doing everything myself, market myself, do all of that. So I'm still using it. Thank you, Sandy. Um, but yeah. but it's funny how like it's just not enough. Like if so if I was to tell someone and they go, Oh, like what do you do? Oh, I'm a po- great example. Not not taking it out of the race thing. So yeah. say, say you say, I'm, you know, you, you're like I'm meeting me with the first time you say what do you do? And I say, I'm a podcaster or I'm I, now I say content creator. Cause they don't question it, but people will go, <laughs> if you tell people about your podcast, they'll go, okay, look how many streams, how many downloads, like this, that, and the other it's like, or you could just say, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's yeah. just, it's weird how we pick and we pry. And I also have that happen when I tell people I'm not close with my family. Like mm. they're like, they, for me, if you say, I don't want children, or if you say, you know, if you say like, you're not close with your family, I don't question it at all. I just go, oh, okay. I'm going to leave it there. People just love to like, they dig, they dig and dig and dig because they, they don't, they can't understand why, you know, someone English would be, you know, a waiter, but yet like, Looks down at you for being, a, but you're in school getting an actual degree to use so that you can better yourself and your life and, and you know, live your dream, so to speak. Ah, just yeah. Me. So I get it. Ugh,
1: it's just patronizing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's annoying. It's so annoying. And then and then you kind of you're like, oh, like why are you, why are you even asking me this? Like that is so irrelevant. I'm just here to serve your food. So like enjoy. <laughs>
0: You're like, yeah, you're like, here you go, a-hole. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, whatever, this isn't important to me, yeah. it's important to you, like, I can spit in your foods. <laughs> <And laughs> oh, gosh, oh gosh. I never did that, ever. I,
0: <laughs> I, I never did either. I've, I've worked in, and I've worked in service before in the past, and, like, um, I'm I'm an over-tipper, like, a chronic over-tipper now, because, well, in the UK and in Europe, you guys don't really have the tipping system because you're paid somewhat of a fair wage. um so we it's really weird for us when we go abroad um and i just want to say like i i've traveled a lot so i'm i'm not i'm not like the typical american tourist who's like you know just annoying you know you can you've seen us in (laughs) london we're we're horrible i Uh, i would like to say that i don't claim them so but fair enough i even so um i always try to like be as local and as generous as possible but it's always really weird like when like Americans go and like, oh, they don't tip. It's so weird. It's like, well, Americans should abolish that as well. Like we shouldn't have to, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to bust your ass for some asshole. And then he gives yeah. you $2. Like I've had that yeah. happen so many times. And it's just because of that, I tip more than fair, if not more. Like, I mean, even when I have bad service, I, I, it's, I was talking to my friend about this who used to work in service as well. We will always over tip in that situation. Cause it's like, now I just want you to feel bad that you got tipped well. Cause you were not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like inverted psychology, isn't it? <laughs> it's
0: like so you can maybe have a better day tomorrow. But, um, but yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I just also think like to to my listeners, they know this. It's like never be mean to like you never know when your resume is going to come across someone else's desk.
1: Yeah, like absolutely. So don't be an asshole. <laughs> absolutely. Like yeah, that is a hundred percent. Like just just be grateful. Be, be nice. nice be nice
0: yeah i always set up i i never have um i don't do resolutions i do intentions every year because i think new year's resolutions are stupid um yeah and i always just try to be a good person so like that's always my motto and then like i I never disappoint myself because like i'm i don't i i just i just try to be a good person that's really not that hard just trying to be better
1: isn't it just trying to be nicer and 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 better and yeah, more yeah. present to other people.
0: So I like to ask this next question because I, success is also deeply ingrained with imposter syndrome. Um, so I love I love asking this question because just like imposter syndrome and, and then figuring it all out, like the answers are always so interesting to me. Um, so do you, uh, what does success look like to you and do you feel successful?
1: That is very tricky because success like yeah when when you think when i think of imposter syndrome at first i think that this person has achieved something that i want to achieve and maybe i never will because it's very difficult to be successful but then if you ask me what is what does success mean to you i don't think it means to, to like like tick a box do you know what i mean i think for me success is like being happy um taking my time and developing myself and i'm and i'm quite hard on myself i kind of need to change that a little bit but i think success is being happy with where i'm at and happy doing what i enjoy doing and doing it for a living and at the moment what i want to do for a living is music do i do that for a living no does that make me unsuccessful i think not because I already succeeded in like releasing an EP that is actually going all right so I think success is so subjective and for me it's for me it's just enjoying doing what I'm doing obviously I still have things that I want to achieve and and every day I'm like working for this creative agency I'm like at my desk being like I just I wish I could just be in like the recording studio doing something else but I am successful in the sense that I finished my degree and, and I've been working in, in graphic design and I did really big events. So I think that was, a, that, that was something that I achieved that I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what I want to end my life with? Absolutely not. So mm-hmm. in that way, in that sense, I don't think I'm yet successful. And some people measure success by being married and having three kids and buying a house. The way I measure success is really not like that. And i think okay. it's okay yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's so subjective like people had people you know dream to have different things oh
0: yeah that's i mean i've had people answer it like oh, louis vuitton handbags i I've think had, I've had people answer it in so many crazy different ways but the resounding exactly. one the resounding one and i know that i mean i've there's not been a single person i've interviewed who's been a, a horrible person but the, <laughs> the resounding is, is is success is when you're happy and you're content you can always want more.
1: Yeah, exactly. But just, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just
0: being content. And like, for me, it's like, I conventionally feel successful if I take a step back and I look at it on paper, probably not. Like people are probably going <laughs> to go, Bianca, like you're not going to go back into an office. I'm like, nah, dude, like I don't want to. Like I yeah. want to, I want to impact lives. I want to make people feel good. I want people exactly. to feel seen and heard. And oh I'm sort of doing that right now. And so to me right now, I feel successful because I wake up and I'm happy and I get to talk to people like yourself and that's a gift. And so, yeah, I, I define it the same way as you do. Is this what I want to do forever? No. Is podcast, am I going to podcast forever? Probably not, but it's <laughs> going to only get me to where
1: I want to go. So you just yeah. have to do it. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's all, you know, it's a staircase, isn't it? So mm-hmm. every step you take is like as long as you're enjoying every bit of what you're doing. Like my grandparents, I when I was little, I was really impatient. And I was like, we were doing this, and then I really wanted to know what we're gonna do next. And my grandparents were always like, just chill out, like just enjoy what you're doing now. Like you're at the beach now. So enjoy being at the beach and then we'll decide what we're gonna do after. And and yeah and that's something that i'm being able to to do now which is you know i'm enjoying being a creative in in an, in an agency but also that's like giving me so many tools to push my music further so i can't wait to be a, a full-time musician mm-hmm. but i'm happy knowing that it takes time oh, and yeah. i'm content with it so i think that it that is success. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we've touched on everything and I, I, you know, I think, my listeners have probably gained a lot of insight from, from you and, and <laughs> you. W- it, so, t- so touching at the topic at hand, I don't know why I'm tripping over my words. I, th- I feel like we've, we've spoken to her. She can, you know, sashay away to imposter syndrome. Shantae, you stay. Now we're going to talk about fanaticals <laughs> things. We are fanatical about. Um, I'm sure you just heard me drop a few RuPaul's Drag Race references. And I've talked about Charlie yes. with Hides. So it should be no shock to anyone that I love drag and drag culture a lot of it is because I see myself in them there's a lot of imposter syndrome shrouding and also self-esteem involved and it's a beautiful craft and they're all talented um yes and I just finished UK's season
1: oh my god Bimini should have won she had I cannot like I want to call RuPaul and say Bimini is progressive she wants to change the world I know. Why did you do that? Well, but then someone told yeah. me something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, someone told it. me something. They were like, they think that Bimini's gonna come back for an all-stars. Yes. And Laura is kind of like done. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but Bimini is like there's more to come there's more from yes that.
0: so so this is the thing so the um, a good so if you want the whole tea on it um you can listen to to my listeners you've probably already listened to it but for you you can listen to my, one of my episodes with diamond in the rough clothing his name's Mario he's obsessed with he's obsessed with Disney and he's obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race he's and he's also he owns he is a Filipino American who owns a clothing company and right now with all of the Asian hate and the racism we can we should all be we should be supporting all of the Asian owned businesses, wherever you are in the world, just in general. So that's yep. my plug. Um, anyway, he opened my eyes to something that I, I've been a RuPaul's Drag Race fan for quite a while. And he's opened my eyes to something that I didn't really notice. He's like, just watch the season for, through this lens. He's like, if you watch it and you'll see whos who's got the all-stars at it, who's the one that, who's who's got the winners at it. Because when you're a winner, you go away, you don't come back. Like yeah, you're exactly. gone, you're out, of, done, you're you're out of it, you're done, you're done, you're fin- finished. I'm surprised that Lawrence won over Bimini from the sense that Lawrence seemed to be, would have done really well on All Stars with that comedy angle. But I wonder if the reason why Lawrence won is because we've seen everything Lawrence has to offer and that's it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you.
0: Lawrence had the edit from the beginning and then Bimini and taste at the end, like, I really wanted to taste, but I knew taste wasn't going to win. Um, yeah. but, but Bimini really had more to say. And the Queens that have far more to say, um, they do better on all-stars because then they pl- cause the all-stars platform, like it's the sob story and the backstory and like the the, the the people who win RuPaul's Drag Race are kind of like monotone in a way yeah and yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who win all-stars are the ones that like you like Shea kool for instance like you're like wow like your story is ah, oh, it's intense I'm crying where's the tissues like so yeah. that's that's why your friend is correct there that this is definitely going to be something that happened I also heard a little rumor that there's going to be international all-stars where it's going to be <sighs> USA Canada Holland Thailand you know all of the uh australia everyone everything that they're working on that that's in the works right now oh my god so i'm excited because we're still in the usa at least i'm not sure if you've seen any of our newer seasons but right now I we have a season bit. and we have um we're getting to the final four i feel like it's a million years long like i feel like the uk season was like super short and then yeah i'm i'm stuck like in purgatory with this season So, uh, so I, I live for Fridays. Oh yeah. Today's Friday. Oh, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Okay. Good. (laughs) So I live for it. I live for it, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's something that brings me joy, but then also something that um, I, I, I even take into my own, like my own daily life is, you know, I, I'm very much just like I'm a chronic overtipper. Sorry to my husband, earmuffs, you didn't hear this. I love <laughs> to go to drag shows. And um, now that it's a little more, it's not, it's never been safe, but now that they've they've structured it in a way that's actually COVID, COVID compliant, COVID,
1: um, yeah. it's,
0: it's a different experience, but I still, I still love it. I've, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to a drag show this weekend, but I'm definitely, I just got a message that I'm supposed to go to one on Tuesday with my friend. Oh my God. I so I'm called. like, yes. <laughs>
1: I can't wait to go out like this. I know.
0: Is I know. I swell. And then and then, you know, it's, it's it was really weird to go to a, a show after you know, with COVID and it's like not with not with COVID. I'm not saying I've had corona, but it like it was weird to mm-hmm. go post the pandemic when things were sort of opening up and then we had to shut back down. Yeah, 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 It was weird because it was like, okay, like you used to be able to just like throw your dollars in the leotards, right? And yeah. you know, like you could get <laughs> right up there. You could like they the drag queen could come over and she could throw you in her boobies like and you're like okay and you're here for it but (laughs) what i will say is that the pandemic has wiped out annoying bachelorette parties by we don't want you at drag shows anyway you're fucking annoying gross um and it's also knocked out like the um the 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 need to be wild and crazy because you're not allowed to be so it's almost like you're just watching it the art again for the first time which was nice so it's like you're there for like the appreciation of it you're not there for like a wild and crazy night where you're just being like a complete asshole like a bachelor party or hen party, I guess, is what you guys call it. But, um, so yeah, I will give you the floor. I, I do love drag and I talk about it immensely. And um, I'm a very, very inclusive podcast and all of my listeners do know that. So what is
1: something you are fanatical about and why? Well, what am I fanatical about? So I'm I'm obsessed about the sea because that's where I grew up around. And because in, like, in London, there's no sea. There's the Thames and it's a fucking shithole. So... <laughs> Excuse my language. Um, so there's no sea. There's beautiful places in Wales to go to, um, but yeah, I'm obsessed about it because I used to surf loads. So that's always going to be a thing. But I am also really obsessed about sketchbooks, like love notepad. this because like I've got a ton of empty sketchbooks with nothing on them because there's just this feeling of I'm scribbling on something not working or whatever like I feel like there's something fresher I'll just go on to the next one not rejecting that I'll go back to the other one so it's just like you know refreshing knowing that there's a pile of empty sketchbooks that I can use I don't know like some people find that weird other people give me like sketchbooks on my birthday or as a gift or something and I love it like Christmas my birthday I get a ton of sketchbooks and I just really like it like like sketching things writing little things like lyrics or drawing like the the cover of my EP was a little scribble I did and then I ended up loving it and it just made sense So yeah, I love, I'm obsessed about sketchbooks somehow. I I love it. I love it. it.
0: (laughs) I also was kind of giggling at your last one where you're talking about silly jumpers. um, To my listeners who are not from the UK, (laughs) he's referring to sweatshirts or sweaters or pullovers. Um, I grew up going to England um, all a lot as a kid because we had friends. And so I also dated a Geordie for like almost a year. Um, uh, He was not like typical Geordie. He was like, lives with my mom and dad and like refused to get my license will okay, we'll do I my dishes was, Jordy. that's, that's so mm, yeah mm-hmm, no uh <laughs> <doing> so <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now I, fucking, yeah, I have no I idea I didn't think you I, I didn't think you would <laughs> I have no idea I'm sure well he works in the music industry so I'm sure he's still doing something with that all right yeah. buddy all right uh yeah I knew we I could yeah like he couldn't get his uh, h1b visa to get like to work work out here and so then he was like maybe we should do k1 and I was like mm, no bye and all work right. up with him <laughs> But yeah. you know, hey, I got to go to England. But uh, he didn't drink. I I enjoy a good beverageino. You know, so, uh, yeah. so I I have like, drinking is a social thing for me. It's not like I don't like to binge drink. I like to, I don't like to go hard. But like my friends who have got to witness crazy drunk Bianca, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, but also, I I mean, you know, like a bottle of wine with friends, like that's kind of my speed. Um, so. So he, so the fact that I could never do that with him because he didn't like drinking. He just like he would have one cider and he was like, "I'm done." I just couldn't really handle it. I get
1: drunk with two ciders.
0: That's okay though. But you're still fun. You're a fun time. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. You take fun time. I just go. I just go a bit. A bit like a bit crazy. I'm just got a really really weak system when it comes to alcohol. It's that's pretty
0: common it's pretty common it's more common than you'd think and like the, the differences is like just recognizing that about yourself and then just being like okay well i know my limits uh, yeah. some people just don't and that's the problem
1: and it's cheaper you know
0: yeah you're a cheap date it's
1: way cheaper it's nice
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about unpopular opinions i always say that you know everyone's got them um i have some weird ones i'm gonna i'm gonna use i i, I usually will say i don't have any that I can't think of anything besides cantaloupe is trash. Cantaloupe is trash, filler flute, filler fruit. Um, but I, I just don't like it in general, but um, I do have an unpopular opinion right now. So I shared this meme, to my Facebook and it was saying like, you can only pick one of these com- uh, companies. And in America, uh, there is a company called Chick-fil-A um, and Chick-fil-A uh, is horrible. They're a horrible company, I don't care. I don't care how good you yeah. think their waffle fries taste, Karen. They're horrible. Um, Chick Fil A, they've they've done a lot of funding towards. So here's the reasons why they're awful. And this is my unpopular opinion: is if you like Chick Fil A, then you need to check your, priv- your privilege. I don't um, know who they are. Yeah but, but so yeah, 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 no, no, no. I want to know. You've heard of, you've heard probably of what they've I've done. Heard, I've had I've
1: had I've had the name.
0: Right. So Chick-fil-A um, has uh, the founder. So first of all, they're owned by, they're, they're not open on Sundays. They're very, they're owned by an evangelical person, which is okay. a, just crazy religion. Not good. Okay. And because of the evangelicalism, that's the evangelical, like Baptist people, like the, like West, Westboro Baptist people in the United States who think being gay is a sin. So Chick-fil-A has funded um, gay conversion therapy camps. And during Black Lives Matter, they said that if you were Black or if you were an employee at all of Chick-fil-A and you supported the Black Lives Matter movement or put it on your profile, then they would remove your your employment or they would try and silence you because they didn't wanna be associated with the Black Lives Matter movement
1: oh my god is that even
0: legal i don't know (laughs) probably not (laughs) but But uh yeah so that's and so like that is just why i think they're awful and people will come back at me and they'll say oh like chick-fil-a has changed their stance on it and they don't do that anymore they don't do that anymore but they did and that's the fucking point definitely Chick-fil-A is like chicken sandwiches. And by the way, you can get a better chicken sandwich literally anywhere. So it, like when people are like, <laughs> oh, Chick-fil-A, that slaps so hard. I love it so much. I'm like, you love it, but also like you don't love your queer community.
1: Exactly. Because you're supporting
0: something hate- uh, that to, yeah. that is
1: just mind-blowing. So
0: my unpopular opinion is of course that and um, I probably will get a lot of hate for it but I but it's not because I posted to Facebook and like I and I shared it It said you can only keep one of these companies and one of them was Chick-fil-a and I said I said if you're my friend you know that the only company that needs to go is Chick-fil-a and it was like all the comments were like yeah right on and then like one or two were like but I like it and then my friends went for that person and I was like calm down like don't cancel this person educate them.
1: (laughs) Let them educate choose it. them. Yeah. Cancel versus educate. That's that's a good one. That yeah. is actually a good one.
0: Yours cracks me up because I don't think I've ever, ever met oh my a single God. person who has an opinion.
1: Cheese sucks. Like I cannot, <gasps> I cannot stand cheese. I don't know why. People tell me that I'm missing out. Like I honestly, I know that this is weird, but not at the moment. Like about understanding this, this problem that i have with cheese for me it's just normal at first i was like maybe maybe i should really try it like maybe i will like it but no no i don't like it i don't want it i can't smell it yeah there's that (laughs) my friend's got an issue with boiled eggs like that's equally weird well you
0: know it's it's excuse me it's I burped but it's not weird it's not weird um because textures and smells are like our olfactory system like they're deeply tied to memories and and especially because um I know like Portuguese food there's not a lot of cheese in it so maybe that's why
1: right no there isn't that's probably why but but you know people like cheese you know there was all I don't know like if they if they have a sandwich there's cheese in it I don't know like the only the only cheese I can Kind of deal with is mozzarella because it doesn't taste of cheese.
0: <laughs> so can it you eat pizza? Eat. What do you do when you eat pizza? Like, what do you do? It's, like, I have some like,
1: questions. I actually <laughs> had like a pretty embarrassing episode back in like at Christmas in Lisbon. Uh-oh. Like, oh no! Because <laughs> like we went, I went out with a friend of mine to a pizza restaurant, and like I wanted some pasta, and he kept being yeah. like, "Oh, there's like there's this pizza, there's this pizza." And I was like, "Does it have cheese?" I was like, "What oh, pizza?" No. I was like, I know, but is it a really cheesy cheese? Because I don't know cheese names, you know? <laughs> like, know when you read the menu and all the words are either in Italian or like a foreign language that you have no idea what what is the cheese. Like with Italian menus, I kind of struggle because I don't know cheese names. So I don't know if they're talking to like a specific Italian sausage or something or a specific Italian herb or or, or like another ingredient that isn't the cheese. So I was asking like, does this have cheese? Does this have cheese? And then we, we jumped into... Uh, bolognese and I was like okay because I don't want any of the pizzas that does bolognese have cheese and he just laughed at me and I was like man like I'm just trying to explain to you that I don't I don't like cheese like is there any food in here that doesn't have cheese and he, and he couldn't tell me what was going to be really cheesy or not so this is actually like a thing and I was just like anything that's oh, mozzarella it's fine but like any other oh, cheese just don't give it oh to me goodness. so that was oh, a bit goodness. difficult that's just funny this is silly
0: it's it's well it's not though because people have things they go you know like well there's also people that are lactose you could just say i'm lactose intolerant like you just say that i could i could actually but 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 then you're lying so it's like you just yeah. cheese at the
1: same time i also (laughs) i also kind of like the like how unexpected it is because people are like when we go to a pub and people get like you know nachos that come with cheese i'm like (laughs) i don't like cheese and everyone's like what what do you mean you don't like cheese and then there's a whole debate about oh me goodness. not liking cheese like, I just don't like cheese like
0: yeah it's okay. you don't have to like it that's that's so funny I've yeah never, definitely I've never encountered that but you know
1: very it's, unpopular
0: it's okay no it, well you know but not everyone like I mean I feel sad that you can never enjoy a nice charcuterie but <laughs> see
1: that's the thing like, I don't I don't feel like I'm missing out at all like maybe I am you know not seeing the world in the same color but I'm all right with it.
0: (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to like cancel you for it, but I think it's funny. Thank you. Um, So let's talk about what's currently making you happy in the world as we're wrapping up.
1: Yeah. At the moment, I'm just really happy that I found a place where I am unapologetically being what I was, you know, coming to terms with for so many years because being gay like, nowadays, when someone's like, that person's homophobe, I just go, well, fuck him, you don't need to deal with them. But it's easy to say that. But actually, looking back, it's it's a difficult, you know, process until you learn to say, I don't care about what people say about my existence. And I don't care if people don't like my existence. And it, Because that's literally what it is. A homophobe doesn't like that you exist. That's it, for no reason. So i'm really happy that now that doesn't affect me anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that my friends support and they've always supported what i do and this music business like it's it's fairly new and and they've all been so supportive and 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 encouraging me to keep on doing because because i think these songs that i've written are you know part of it are from the experience of feeling minimized and like the first Mm -hmm. the first track that's opening the EP is called Minimize Yourself so I'm really happy that I found the courage to just be like I'm peaceful I'm happy with myself I'm enjoying what I do and I did struggle and I will see people struggling and I actually have the means to help them now and talk to them and you know chat about issues so I've yeah I just feel really really supported and I can express what I feel and what I have felt and yeah I, I i i i see the light more than i almost sound religious <laughs> but i see the pos- positives more than than the negatives absolutely you know what i mean? i
0: get exactly what you're saying i think that's really beautiful and it's nice when you can finally just be yourself and not worry about what anyone's going to think um especially um being uh you know being gay um coming yeah. out being out and proud. It's, it's a hard thing. Like my friends, some of them, like, I have one friend that, you know, came out far later in life, was married to a woman like that, like, like that's kind of thing. Or my friend Carolina, who is 47 or when she was 47 realized that he was she, and Mm -hmm. that it was like, oh my gosh, this was my entire life. It makes sense now, but to be able to live your true authentic self and to be able to just, be okay with being you and not worrying like that is the key to life and I think unfortunately in a lot of ways um you know sometimes straight cisgendered people we don't get that opportunity because societally we're told to do all these different things um yeah. and and we don't have a community backing us when when we say when we veer from the norm I don't want children that's weird okay like people are like don't like that or yeah. if I want to you know just have dogs that them, that's weird don't do that but I like that I like that approach and it's nice that people are seeing you for you they're seeing your music they're hearing your music they're relating to it I mean that's that's the best gift of all and like we said at the beginning of this if you're not coming out of this better than you went in then you're doing it wrong and it's just the people that are creating like yourself like myself I'm glad that we're giving the world a gift
1: even if it might seem like a small gift definitely and and no but it is it it ends up being a big gift because I think from my experience feeling like that I wasn't the only one who experienced some sort of struggle and I felt supported by someone who didn't even know that they were supported that supporting me so maybe someone who goes and listens to your podcast listens to other people's stories and feels supported and I Mm -hmm. think that is so important yeah Um, and the same goes with music or with writing or you know whatever and yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what's making me really happy at the moment. And it's I so love important.
0: that. I love that. I love the positivity, and I, I'm coming out of this conversation feeling quite rejuvenated. But of course, we're Good. winding down, and yeah. I better see you. I'm going to email you. I've I've got an extra ticket to Charlie Hyde's as UK Bingo, so I better see you on Sunday if you if you're available. Um, mm-hmm. So I will send you an email about it. But uh, I, I always allow my guests to promote. Um, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. But I want to give you the floor to promote. You know, you and and the things that you'd like to promote. So take it away.
1: Thank you so much. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to promote myself as in, like I don't want to be selling my music. I just want. I think if anything, my music is important to me because it comes from a really genuine place, and and it it, it was me expressing what I had experienced. So I made this body of work of four tracks. Um, one is called Minimize Yourself. The next one is called Breathe the third one is called the night we saw hope again. And the fourth one is called, what did you expect? And they sort of resonate with each other. The first one opens DP by saying, if you don't like what I do and what I am, like go minimize yourself and leave me alone. And that kind of opened a safe space for me to say everything else. Um, On the second one, I'm just saying like, if you, if I find the capacity to just take a step back and breathe and, it, this was especially during the pandemic. Like it, I had to deal with loads of stuff. But if you take the the chance to take a moment, take a deep breath, don't don't stress about anything. Um it will be fine. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um the third one is actually when I think that's my favorite song, and I think I have the feeling that's picking up on Spotify. Um it starts really in a really moody way, kind of sad kind of thing. And then it changes key and it ends up in a happy, peaceful um, tone. And that's when, you know, I was feeling really down again, imposter syndrome wasn't good enough. Um, Things are difficult. Everyone's succeeding, but I'm not. And then, you know, when things, when actually I, I clicked and I realized, you know, what is success? How am I measuring it? What do I want? What do I have to do? Just you know, fucking get up and do it yourself. Um, it changed my perspective, and I actually got loads of hope. So that's that night. And then, what did you expect? Is, um, funnily enough, we were talking about um, the Black Lives Matter earlier. This this is applicable to so many things, but I think I wanted to write about everything that all the oppressors were saying when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on during the pandemic and people were supposedly meant to stay inside, but the protests were going strong and everyone was like, Oh, what are they doing? Like they need to stay at home. But no, like, what did you expect? Like, what did you expect again? Like another person was killed. What did you expect? We can't just be quiet yeah. about these things. So that, that is a, a powerful, I think that's a powerful song. It's not specific to the Black Lives Matter but that's kind of you know I was at home in London watching the protests going on and and then all this these controversial opinions coming up and I was like actually you know what's more important a pandemic or something that's been going on for centuries Mm -hmm. like did you not expect that people would react in a certain way so yeah that's the EP and that's coming out the final one is coming out on the 2nd of April
0: Dropping oh, it, nice.
1: including okay. the full EP. It was meant to come out today, but I kind of it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I wanted to give it two week gap and then, you know, do this podcast and you know
0: yeah well no I appreciate it mm. and I'm excited I'm excited to hear you know it, it, it in its finality and all of that I think my listeners will probably will be hopping right off <laughs> and getting on the uh, listening band track wagon I, and you know I I know you don't want to promote you you just want people to listen to it this is fun relate. like
1: yeah yeah if they have fun with it then that's great that's all I want
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time to interview with me. I, I think you have a lot to say. I'm excited to kind of watch your career because now I'm definitely a fan of you. <laughs> and um I think you're doing beautiful things, growing, creating, and changing. And I'm just so appreciative of you being on the podcast with me today.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for this. I loved it. I love that chat. Like absolutely incredible. Like yeah. thanks for having me. I oh, love what you're doing. Like aw, I've been listening you. to I've been listening to episodes. It's all like so good.
0: Ah, uh, thank so, you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, of course, to my listeners, as we're winding down, this is of course Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. You know where to find me, www.pleasedon'tkickmeout.com If you want to be a guest, reach out to me. You can subscribe, support, do all of that, rate me a five on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. But again, uh, this is Miggs, Miguel. Migs is awesome. All of the stuff and how to get in contact, including the music and the Spotify links, all of that will be in the description. Thank you so much, Migs. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much. You too.
0: (laughs) All right. Take care. My goodness, I am so excited to announce that of merch. It is my 90s fantasy. And I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear, dear friend Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer. Uh, and uh, so if you want to live your 90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs, we're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please don't shop and buy some merch y'all. of pep.com, and you can enter P-D-K-M-O at checkout to receive 15% off your order.